Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace, and we have a really fun, fun, fun episode lined up for you. Of course, we are celebrating that 3-1 victory over New York City FC, an exciting, exciting game. And for this, immediately after the game, we actually recorded a live session. Uh, we had listeners chiming in, asking questions. We had a live chat going the entire time. It was really fun. It was really different. So what you're going to hear for the majority of this episode is that live session. At the end of this, after that, we quickly preview the Chicago Fire game at the weekend. But... This is the start of something maybe a little different, a little new that we're doing. Really hope you enjoy it. That's going to be your postcast. Well, let's get into it. We won. FC Cincinnati vanquishing demons on Yankee Stadium. I, this is, I don't know. I, I just want to, hold on. I want to, yes, before please. you go any further, I want, I want to be very clear about what's going on here. We vanquished Yankee Stadium, not NYCFC. The True. team we were True. playing had nothing to do with what was happening now. This was all about not having to deal with the, the bullshit baseball field and overcoming the fear of that. That's the real story here. Starting in 2019, all the way up to this year, it took this game and this game alone for FC Cincinnati to score more goals for FC Cincinnati than New York City had scored for FC Cincinnati. So well done to the team. This was a exciting game. This was a fun game. This was a game that I am very thankful that we get the opportunity to attempt this call-in thing that we're going to try here because this was an exciting game. This was this was a ton of fun. A lot of things were going on in this one. So let's go around the horn real fast before we open this up. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Opie, over there. Does Opie want a chance to give us their top-line takeaway on this game? <laughs> I think that the head was a little too hot to do that for the entire podcast. <laughs> a little muffled. <laughs> what a great game. People are calling this the Marco Angulo game already. <laughs> Had his hair in a ponytail. Oh, uh, no. Aww. My number one thought is Lucho, the birthday benevolence that will not go unrewarded. What a saint. <laughs> Patron saint of FCC, makes love to the badge, gives away PKs that could have been his, gives away free kicks that we all agree with he probably should. So all in all, I mean, <laughs> Lucho. And did you know, the announcers, sometimes he plays defense. Whoa. So, hey. Every once in a while, <laughs> tracks he tracks back. back. <laughs> so just a beautiful game all around and so many yellow cards. Oh. Man, do I hate NYCFC. Absolutely loved it. Chief, what's, what's the main takeaway here? Well, I mean, other than the fact that the baseball field for NYCFC remains the dumbest thing and that it shouldn't be allowed <laughs> ever. No, it's it's Jonah's right, is that this is this was the Lucho Acosta game. Lucho Acosta scores a goal. He bequeaths one goal to Alvaro Barrial <laughs> because we all know that Lucho could have decided I'm going to take that kick. And he decided yes. in his benevolent generosity to allow Alvaro to take that shot. And then like a true team captain. Um, I would say, dare say, the greatest captain to ever stand in Yankee Stadium, regardless of sport, um, <laughs> knows that Brandon Vasquez needs to see one hit the back of the net, knows that Brandon Vasquez needs that goal, 
And what does he do? He gives him the ball and says, you're the man now, dog. You take this shot. You put us up 3-1. And the other thing, too, that I want to just throw out there as the start is like an overall thing on this game is that I love Yerson Mascara. He is just a phenomenal shithead. Yes. At every opportunity that there is to do something that positively impacts the game for his team, even if it might be what some people would consider to be negative football, he hits the deck with the best of them. He is constantly looking for a whistle. He saved a goal (laughs) by flopping in the box um, on that first play. He should have drawn a red card by being a shithead and getting in somebody's face in that confrontation. He draws a PK later in the game. He plays phenomenal defense. There is nothing this man cannot do. He's going to be so much fun to watch in the Premier League eventually, eventually. And Grayson, over to you. What's what's the big takeaway for you? Um, so my first takeaway is we talked, I think, in the last podcast about how do we know when we've turned a corner and, you know, like we're yeah. a good team now. I think we know. Because we, we had a we had a we had the type of game or NYC had the type of game from the officials that we always used to get, right? <laughs> yes. And like it wasn't it wasn't, you know, entirely one sided, right? But um the goal getting called back for the push in the back on Mascara is the yeah. type of thing that I used to say only happened to the FC. <laughs> um so that was that that was a that was a good one. Um, I also like how Mascara doesn't change his game, even though it makes me nervous. Because I, when he got kicked and he went down in the box, my first thought is, well, here here's his second yellow for simulation. Yeah, but you know, I was wrong. <laughs> no, I I thought for sure that was coming. It's amazing that with all of the cards that. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Neither team got a a double yellow in this one. I think they escaped with all all of our players intact, which is just fantastic. Um, so yeah, no, this was. I mean, it was a ref show. As oh, our, also, as our Alvaro, would say. Alvaro oh, yeah. had a yellow card drop off. Oh, out of somehow, all of that, somehow. <laughs> so so Alvaro's now two away from a suspension. The only person on the field to somehow not get a yellow. That's incredible. Was the one person we were we were really worried about. Oh, I absolutely love it. Well, you've heard from us. We've got a, a pretty full lobby here. Um, I I gotta admit, I'm I'm more familiar with Teams than uh, Zoom here for larger meetings. You should have the ability to raise your hand. I think that is a thing that can happen here. If you would like to uh, to come off of mute, ask us a question, or just give your give your feelings. I see Jonas already raised his hand. Practicing, just practicing. (laughs) So it is possible. So that's good. Um, So yeah, feel free to raise your hand if you don't want to uh, come off of mute. Totally understand. Uh, Feel free to throw a question in the uh, the chat. Uh, We can we can address it there. Um, So yeah, yeah. They used to have like the your camera would recognize your hand was up. Uh, Schwein's got his hand up. Schwein has his hand up. So let's ask him to unmute. Schwein, welcome back to the pod, I think we can say. Yeah, long time, second time. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. Oh, and thank you for your music. Again, that needs that needs oh, to be said again. It's genuinely our pleasure. It's, uh, you know, 
it's it's definitely uh i'm getting i'm it's really weird now because i listen to you guys' podcast in like 1.5 times speed <laughs> uh and it's just like god man it's it's so fast you know um so not really a question but just kind of a topic of discussion so there's a soccer podcast i listen to for arsenal and one of the things they do is stock risings and stock fallings um Ooh, after yeah. every single game so just kind of wanted to throw it to you guys um you know if you could give me like a stock rising or stock falling um and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a player it can be you know someone that maybe didn't come off the bench it could be a coach and you know stock rising stock falling is more like stock rising or falling from where their stock is before this game so it doesn't necessarily have to be hey best player on the pitch or worst player right. on the pitch um just somebody who you feel like added value or you know lost value um after this game all right so i'll take I, a stab i'll take a stab at yeah that. i love my this stock- question all right so <clears throat> i don't want to keep piling on for my love of yours and mascara because again i'm on record as saying it will make it harder to say goodbye if I love him too much. Stock rising for me is Ian Murphy. This was another game where he played incredibly well, I thought. Just the kind of competent backline uh, depth that you're looking for in a game that Hagelin couldn't go on. Um, so I thought this was another great game from Murphy. Uh, they didn't say his name often, which is a great sign when you are on the back line. Stock falling for me is uh, Arius. Um, I think Arias yeah. was his defense was poor in this game. I think his positioning was poor. There was at least one. I think the shot that NYCFC had that went off the crossbar in the first half was a result of him not closing down quickly enough. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be smarter on that field to know that anywhere is a threat to score because yeah. the field's so damn small. And then he kind of he was on an island a little bit on the goal but you would want him to have his positioning to do a little better to stop that header from getting through or that ball from getting through on that. So if I had to go rising and falling and not talk about how wonderful Yerson Mascara <laughs> is, I would say it's, it's the two of them right there. Cause I mean like Lucho's stock is already through the roof. It has nowhere to go. It's already right. Right. at its apex. He's an MVP candidate. So I can't say that his stock increased in this game, despite yeah. the fact that his, incredible generosity will be spoken of for generations to come in this match. <laughs> I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw one out there. Brandon Vasquez managed to hold his stock by salvaging that penalty. He's had a rough season. This would have been a rough game, but Hey, he's on the score sheet. I, I think he can hold for another game. Uh, Jonah, you, you got, you got a riser and faller in you. Um, faller was the same as chief. I think Arius, you know, he is what he is. I'm happy to see him on the field and not on the somewhere where you don't play a bench. No, I was, <laughs> I was like beyond the bench. I'm glad he's healthy. Uh, my riser. You don't think it's possible. You're saying, Jonah, he couldn't go any higher. But I'm going to say Roman Celentano. I feel like every game, you know, you're playing like New York's not nobody cares about like New York's not like some big team. But like I feel like every game he plays. The spotlight's a little, little bigger. You get some different announcers to perform in front of. You're playing New York. I don't know. It can't, it can't hurt. But I feel like every game he's kind of making his case for being not just like pretty good, which is kind of how I rated him for a long time. Like, you know, he had the advantage of not having to do a whole lot. But now we're asking him to do a whole lot. Besides that semi-spilled one the other week, he's been almost mm-hmm. pitch perfect. So good for him. Good for us. We needed Love him. Love it. 
Grayson, you got one? I'm a little worried about Lucho. I think his confidence is shaken. He stepped aside <laughs> when Barrial took the free kick. Um, I don't think he, he doesn't believe in himself anymore for penalties. Uh, but no, this is a, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is a zero interest rate environment for me. Everything is just going up. It's free money. It's like NFTs. The line only goes up, baby. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a good question in the chat here. How do you raise your hand on the phone? Tell you what, I don't know how. So if you want to talk, throw it in the chat and uh, I will see that. But while we wait for folks to, I don't know, uh, raise their hand uh, through the written word. Uh, we'll Parentheses, go to a, raise hand. Yeah, yeah right. There you go. Give me some action. Uh, we'll go to a, a written question here. All uh, This is from Scott Wilson. All-star vote is now live we are now officially off to the best start in league history but do we have very many all-stars or are we doing that st louis city thing of the designated team grayson i feel like you've got some all-star takes in yet what do you what do you think about this one i think alvaro is a clear clear all-star yeah. uh lucha is always an all-star for me you gotta go you gotta go miazga as a good argument yep. as a center back um, and I, so I read, um, he's a nice guy, so I'm not going to like trash him, but I read Joe, I read Joe Lowry's, uh, all-star team Friend post on MLS. Right. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a nice guy. <laughs> and I, I think it's probably because he felt like he had too many FC Cincinnati players, right. but he didn't include Obi. Hmm. And I don't know. I mean, Obi's showing up on the score sheet this year. You know, he's got a goal and a few assists. He's if you if you watch the FC Cincinnati games, Obi is the one to me who who really stands out yeah. as the as the most influential player and the most notable most notable absence, except arguably Lucho. I guess yeah. Lucho stands out, but Obi Obi for me is like a Obi for me is like the I I, I just in my head he's like the best player in the league. So <laughs> that's 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 where he is for me. Chief, if you could only put one of Mosquera or Miazga in the All-Star game, oh who are you God. tipping it to? Mosquera would absolutely be more entertaining. And at the end of the day, an All-Star game is a bullshit exhibition that should be done away with. So put the guy in there that's going to be... I'm there for the guy who is going to roll around like he got shot four times <laughs> and whenever Arsenal comes within breathing distance of him. That's where I'm at on that. Like, And plus... On loan from the EPL, you get used to this style of play. Show that you have no fear of Arsenal. I like that idea. I just want to see all 11 FC Cincinnati players as all-stars go full-on Cincinnati Reds, stuff the ballot box. We're selling out TQ Stadium regularly. Do they even do like in-stadium voting? Is that a thing? Can we stuff a ballot box with this? You can vote once a day. And then I assume you can vote from separate devices and it doesn't know. So, so put it are, on the big screen. Yep. Put we're the most chronically screen. online fan base in all of MLS. The fact that we aren't somehow going to put five or six players from our team in the starting 11 is nonsense. So vote early, vote often. Come on. 
Yes, it worked, there was some, it worked for Kennedy. It can work for us. There was some uh, strategic voting advice in the FCC Discord, which I will echo here uh, for for anybody who is going to be voting on this, and that should be all of you. Um, vote the entirety of FCC's starting eleven. That's good, but when you do this, the voting will not let you submit a full eleven of one team. You have to have uh, one attacking midfielder. Right, and yeah. you should not pick somebody who could steal a starting job from Acosta. So don't put Hanny Mukhtar. Don't put uh, Tiago Amalda. Those guys Drew are going. Yeah, those guys are going to the All Star game. They don't need your vote. Put like Aiden Morris or somebody who's Latif not blessing, an All Star. Yeah, is... terrible players. <laughs> put them in there first, and then you know we'll 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 be able to game the system a little bit that way. Um, all right, so now we've got another listener with their hand raised. They've been very patient. We're going to what I'm going to pronounce as Galve. Uh, Galve, what do you got for us? Right, click that button. There we are. Yeah, you're good. I'm here. Uh, so w- what is the luck factor for our squad? I-, I-, I feel the first half, we escaped with a little luck. Obviously showed some good form there in the second half. But it just feels like routinely in the last couple of weeks we've had this this good vibe luck factor in our in our corner, and uh, h- how much is the impact of that? Love this question, Jonah. Do you want to crack at how lucky this team is? Are we are we lucky to be here, or is this is this where we're supposed to be? Was that that sounds like year one MLS talk? We're just lucky to be here. <laughs> or is it finally the pendulum swinging back and now things are evening out? I will say, I said it in the Discord uh, to Chief's point last week, we start off so strong and then we fade. This time it's like they had all the ball. We're kind of hanging on. And then right around 20 minutes, we start stringing passes together. We start winning some chances. It didn't last forever, but sure. it lasted enough. And then we get the goals we concede right away, but we get it back. And I think from then on out, we're kind of holding on to the fort. As far as like the calls going our way and stuff, you think it's an accident that you're some mascara wins a PK and wins a shit foul. That's no accident, my friend. That's in his DNA. I don't hitting the crossbar. I mean, yeah, those things happened to us and they didn't go in, you know, Brenner had six goals that were offsides quote unquote, called back last year. So I think we're coming back to the mean. And even if things swing a little bit of the way, I still think we have enough to win these games 1-0. So luck's involved, but at some point, you got to just sit back and realize that, what was that Optostat they just put out? We're like the best team ever through 13, 14, whatever it is. Those stats just keep, every week we win, it's just going to get more and more extreme. And so you can't put that down to luck. But hey, if we, we deserve luck if we get it. So just be happy about it. That's what I say. Yeah. Chief, is is it it as simple as a good team makes their own luck? There's a lot of that that's true, that you put yourself in good positions because you're just a better team and you have better talent and you're in position to capitalize on the lucky breaks more so than, you know, this team probably got a lot of lucky breaks in year one and two. They just didn't have the talent or the skill set to capitalize when things did go their way. Right. But in this game specifically, I mean, were they lucky that first goal got disallowed? Yeah. But that's Yerson Mascara's game. He It is his ha- game. He's getting 
it's happened to him twice this year. Yeah. No, he shit houses. He's a shithead. And like, like he's gonna shithead. And he bought he that's that's a form of defense. As that's as surely as diving and blocking a ball and kicking it off the line, shithousing your way to a nonsense foul that disallows a goal. That is a form of defending. That's a that's you might hate that. It might be the thing that drives people away from watching soccer, but it's absolutely legitimate way of playing defense. And then I mean, it wasn't all one sided. I mean, they got lucky. They got unlucky that their goal was disallowed. But then, you know, midway through or at the end of the second half, uh, first half, a clear head to head contact on Mascara again. That is a red if Lucho Acosta does it. And I know that because it was a red when Lucho Acosta did it last year in a three game suspension. They get away with nothing and not even a VAR check on it. So if you want to talk about if this game had been called correctly, then this game is called where we're down one nil, but they're playing with 10 men. And I still like our chances for the scoreline to be the exact same as it ended up being if we're up a man with the talent disparity between these two teams. Yeah, uh, this was this was a game where, yeah, uh, previous versions of FCC don't win this game right like last year we saw this against new york city at home but yeah we went up for nothing on them and yeah bad calls and misplayed passes and and one thing leads to another and all of a sudden it's a it's a 4-4 game that was exciting sure and overall a good result for that team but very unlucky very unfortunate that it ended up there and yeah, it's nice to see this team maturing and growing into this. And just on the Mascara point, I mean, not that any one region has any, you know, claim to the dark arts. It's truly a shame this man is not playing in CONCACAF and will probably not be on a <laughs> CONCACAF Champions League team next year. I assume he's going back to Europe at some point uh, before then. So, yeah, no. it's just he would fit in so well. Like, he... He'd be Mexico's best defender. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you're, I think every team gets lucky and unlucky, and just if you're good, you're not hurt by the things that go wrong, and you're just helped by the things that work out for you. You know, it's like being rich. You know, like you, you can screw you can screw up all the time and and suffer no consequences. Yeah, it's kind of the American dream when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Did um, go ahead, John. No, you breathe. Well, I was gonna ask if anyone thought because Cheneau, I, 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 just the fucking worst man in the world. I fucking can't stand that guy, yes. But mm-hmm. also, real quick, I just remember, did Miaska do the height thing again tonight? Did yes, anyone see he that? Did. He, he absolutely did, did that to Cheneau. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, after he got like knocked to the ground, but Cheneau, like. Was that Vasquez? He like raked him across the back of the leg with his cleats. And yep. I know it wasn't like forceful, but I'm like, there's another world where that's a red card. Like you can't do that. And I wasn't like screaming red card at my screen, but I'm like, these guys play like fucking brute assholes every game we've ever played them. So they don't, you know, maybe Mascara went down too easy, but how many other times have they gotten away with some absolute BS, but uh, well, why does NYCFC feel they need to square up every time they're fouled? Right, it the team <laughs> I, they I were think like it, fake, t- fake tough guys. It was right, great. yeah, yeah, just like and it's like their third coach, like in yes. the last couple of years, and there's like it's the same vibe no matter who it is. Yeah, it's like the current coach looks like if the word in it 
took on human form. Just the man, <laughs> like horrendously British looking. And it's just like had no control. That team had no composure tonight. You know what's fucked up about it, too, is that they're a team with no composure. That's allegedly the rival of the Red Bulls, where it's like you've seen Yerson Mascara's act before. You see it every year in your your derby match when you play the Red Bulls, where every player plays that way. You should be used to this. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, it is funny. I think it was one of the Weigels tweeted, like, it's just a very undisciplined team. But you're absolutely right. This has carried through, like, all of their managers since FCC's been playing them. I, I guess this is City Football Group's culture that they want or maybe they're they're cultivating different soccer cultures in different clubs and they want different teams to be playing different things and fc or nycfc got the uh be shitheads culture directive sent to them um again if you're on here feel free to raise your hand to uh to be called on we'll ask or we'll answer your question i think there was another written question up here yes uh that i missed but uh, i'm being told that on uh mobile if you tap the screen the option for reactions and then raise hand should be there so if you would like to speak ask a question that'd be great if you're not feeling confident enough to speak Feel free to throw it in the chat. Uh, got a got a good one here from Jeremy. How many spots do we drop in the power rankings? And are we sure Miami goes above us with <sighs> the messy rumors? I think the messy rumors is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of, of the idea that Miami would take on all of the liability, all of the downside of that deal, and loan him back to Barcelona for two years or something like that absurd but uh yeah anybody want to take the power rankings question how how far down do we go and is lafc winning right now so before we LAFC get into that, is before, tied 0-0 with leon it's not gonna hurt their, oh. their rankings one bit before we get into that can we can we stop for a second and marvel that friend of the podcast pat brennan actually wrote a column in the inquirer today where he asked Pat Noonan how much he pays attention to power rankings. <laughs> like, <laughs> we like, did it. <laughs> you know what? You baited the shit out of my click in that article because I'm absolutely going to read that story. And <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that Noonan was properly dismissive of the entire concept. Yes. But it's almost <sighs> like the fan base memed this into a story because I, like I said, uh, last week, this past weekend, I think that like 90% of the people mad about power rankings are like internet fake mad because it's a fun part of the story. Yes. Um, yet somehow it got onto Noonan's radar. And so like, now I desperately want to know what burner accounts Noonan is using to argue with like Matt Doyle and the extra time <laughs> crew over what the power rankings are. Cause you know, he's got a burner. Um, but to answer the question, we're going to drop down to five because uh, <laughs> that's the funniest possible outcome. And it will generate the most possible reactions. It'll be that um, we were undisciplined picking up so many yellows. And now there are so many players on this team that are on the watch list for yellow card suspensions. Um, oh, yeah. It will be unironically that Lucho has lost his confidence and maybe nursing an injury because he's giving up free kick opportunities. That'll That'll definitely be a take that's out there. So yeah, it'll be that. Um, it'll be that. Yes. Oh, Leon just scored. Um, it'll oh, be that we. Uh, it'll be that we. Yes, we did finally Which win. Leon? <laughs> the, <laughs> who can really tell him apart? <laughs> Deep uh, it'll, it'll be that we uh, uh, did win by more than one goal, but 
shouldn't have. No. So it doesn't right. count. Of course. Did you yeah. did you see uh I saw it because of I guess Weigel's producing the pod. I saw he quote tweeted um a post game interview with NYCFC's coach and he says with a different a hundred times with a different ref, we win that game a hundred times or something. Losing three one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet if he wants to put some cash on it. Yeah. I'm on a heater bet, right now. I bet we get one. I bet we get one. I'm just saying. Especially if that other ref is Guido, I feel like all bets are off then. Like, so it's just pure wait, chaos. So New York is 11th in the, the table, on the table, right? Haven't so, won since April 7th. Okay, so they're, they're fucking, you know, hard lad, dock worker, hooligan, <laughs> British royal family is a lizard looking coach. Um, coaching a team that's 11th on the table, haven't won a match in over a month. It yet says confidently into a microphone that a hundred times out of a hundred, they beat the supporters shield leading team with a different set of officiating. You know what? I'm here for this level of delusion. If you can sell that to the New York media, good on you. Yeah, they're 20. Where'd they go? Oh, 25th in the supporters shield standings. But so there's only four teams in the below. power rankings. So look <laughs> well, out for when you're hot, you're hot, baby. When you're not, he, you're not like us. He's just he's just lucky that this league doesn't rank on the national media. And that like NYCFC in terms of New York interest is slightly below reporting of when Aaron Judge takes a leak at a urinal, because otherwise <laughs> that doesn't cut it for any other professional sport in that that city. No, it's a bad it's a bad look to be talking about that after a brutal loss. And yeah, like they're going on two months without a win there. Um, that is a good question, though. Uh, David uh, Ziegler asks uh, in the uh, the chat, Lucho does give away the penalty kick. There is the free kick giveaway. What do we make of this? Is this is this a new era of of Lucho? maturity does he understand finally that he is not the best on the team at both of these things or is he nursing an injury was it tired legs is there is there anything else we should be reading into this grayson i think there's an argentine tradition that you're required to grant favors on your birthday <laughs> uh everybody gets to ask you for one uh favor he's in new york and he's a big godfather fan yeah so um, that's what happened. Brandon said, I would I would like to take a penalty, please. Well, but I also I'm, think it was the right thing no, to do. Ahead, I mean, yeah, it was. It was a solid, were, it was yeah. a solid bro move. You know, Vasquez hadn't scored in a minute. You know, maybe he sees him sort of moping around a little bit. And Vasquez, I'll say this for him. It was another game where he didn't score until the PK, but he was trying his damnedest to draw fouls on a regular basis. He seemed like the only guy on the field that the ref was completely disinterested in blowing the whistle for. I mean, Yuya Kubo got a whistle finally in this game. Got a whistle. It is possible to foul <laughs> Yuya Kubo. Who knew? But there were at least two or three times where Brandon, you know, he does the striker thing where somebody plays through his back, he falls down, and that's a foul and a whistle at least 50% of the time, and he got nothing from the officials on that. So maybe maybe this was a solid bro move from, from Acosta. That my man here... Needs to see one go in. He needs to get his confidence back, get right with the Lord right here. And uh, if that was, in fact, the case, if that was Lucho in the moment realizing we're riding high, this man needs to, to feel it. 
it's honestly the pinnacle of his maturation as a leader on this team, uh, which is really cool to see. Like all joking aside, that yeah, if it was just that if he's nursing an injury, I would absolutely lie and say I saw that Brandon <laughs> needed this. Take the dub if everyone's willing to give it to you. Right. But I, I, I love to see, you love to see it. Yeah. I, another piece of evidence to the, uh, you know, newfound maturity of Lucho. Not that he was immature in his time at, at FCC, but, you know, taking one one more step uh, on his on his journey to being an old man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the uh, when the when the main scuffle broke out, when Mosquera was uh, brutally and viciously headbutted, um, <laughs> Lucho did not engage the uh, the initial instigation from Keaton Park. He immediately puts his hands up and immediately finds the ref to show the ref that he has his hands up and is not doing anything. And I feel like even Lucho last year would have given the, you know, the just the little, hey, get out of my space sort of shove there. But not not this Lucho, not, not this Lucho Ooh. on this night. This is this is a new man reborn. Um Good why? question. Oh, please jump in. Then get to that. I still say, why does Keaton Parks have his first name on the back of his jersey? Is there a story behind that? He did Both play professionally. He did play professionally in Portugal from like his from his youth career. So maybe it was something he carried over. Mm. Well, I don't like him, do so I don't like that. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment. Again, I think Grayson is, is, is want to correct me on these things. I'm pretty sure he was another one of those like up and coming future midfielders of the mm -hmm. U.S. men's national team who flamed. Yeah, now they got, La, got Ledesma too. He yeah. was in, I think, Ben Benfica's yeah the academy yeah. and was like playing for Benfica B, but then he got loaned out to one of the low one of the uh, much worse yeah. Portuguese teams. And that's where he got his pro minutes over there. I feel like at one point Manchester city bought him and loaned him to like one of their feeder clubs there. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I'm just thinking that cause he's playing for NYCFC. Um, he sucks. He sucks. Was get that him, him who got um, Lucho got his yellow card and like the refs coming over to get the yellow card. And then like the other guy runs and gets in his face and is yelling and the refs like, Hey, I'm holding I a card. The man. card. <laughs> it's He's like, gonna chill get it. out, dude. I'm that was a it good moment. Him. The ref's like, it's in oh my hand. My God. Didn't I, leave uh, his hand the entire game. So where else was it? No, that might have been the most <laughs> yellows I've seen all along. Their bench got one too. Yes. <laughs> so many. They, what do we end with 11 or 12 for the, the whole The person who really total. needed the yellow card yeah. in this game was whoever that one NYCFC <laughs> fan was, who was apparently just shouting directly into the field, Mike. Like we had last week again. This past weekend against Colorado, we had the one capo with the megaphone. This was mm -hmm. just one dude, and we got his running commentary through the entire fucking match. And including such he... gems as run, go forward, yes. run forward, <laughs> pass forward. Yeah. Like my coaching. I thought, I thought the announcer was terrible, the guy. Um, yeah. So I, that's, a, that's a bad mark for the so, Apple broadcast for me, but... It's coming on the a good mark is is finding the most annoying NYCFC fan they can they could find, and <laughs> miking him up. That and uh, the mics that I guess they put immediately in front of the uh, 
both of the benches. Like you could hear pretty clearly like the actual instructions that the coaches were yelling out. I think Chief, you even tweeted out a substitution like three minutes before it happened because it was clearly being picked up on the mic. Didn't somebody say shut the fuck up like 12 times in a row? Yeah, me yeah. yelling at these announcers. I don't, <laughs> it's amazing that that got picked up by the broadcast. I think it was a New York City coach yelling at Lucha when Lucha was protesting to the referee for something. I could be wrong, but that's what I was interpreting on that it, one. He does like FCC, though. I'll give him that. Or at least Fane's like interest in us. We're the number one team in the league. They should all like us at this point. Like, but we know that's not true. I know, but like, isn't that what you're supposed to get when you're the number one overall team? That you're supposed to infuriate everyone else in the league because the announcers fawn all over you and what you're doing? It's damn it, it's our turn now. Yeah. I yeah. want that. Next win. One more. One more win. <laughs> then we'll no, get it. Just one more win. Beat Chicago and then we're good. So does like and- NYCFC have fans? Because like the stadium was empty. I don't think I recall hearing like a single chant or song during the game. I heard more of the, yeah, the FCC fans, yeah. Star Wars story up in the corner. Yeah, like, Azalea <laughs> One sounded sounded really good. They yeah. were great. So if anybody, anyway, someone's like, "Is that an FCC chant?" Yeah. I was like, "Yes, it is, my son. Yes, yes it is." <laughs> or a guy, if that's how you identify, yeah. is it's a telltale sign of an FCC fan right there, and it was coming is, in. Should cleanly. we become the first podcast? That officially yes. calls for NYCFC and New York Red Bulls to combine to form New York United because there's clearly not enough fans for two teams in this, in this city. Yes. It's time for them to get it together. They they should merge and rebrand as the New York Cosmos. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got a home game this weekend. <laughs> if this is how you're finding out, Joan, I'm sorry. <laughs> I need a babysitter. <laughs> if you're in the chat. You like kids, but not too much. Somebody asked if the Proud Boys are still NYCFC supporters. I did a quick Google search. I can't really tell. Not since January 6th. It'll be a couple of years ago. Right. They've been Um, otherwise occupied. They've been rounded up. Did you see a single black player on NYCFC? I'm not saying the whole team's racist, but I'm not saying. I'm not going to play that game. I'm trying to guess what race somebody is. I'm playing it all night long. Oh, jeez. I have. They did let Sean to remember Johnson the go. Situation. I think they they deactivated and kicked out a lot of the uh, a lot of the leaders of that group, but I'm I'm sure they're still around. Uh, no, the question I wanted to get to, I thought this was a good one from Patrick. Uh, thoughts on Kubo's performance, and I'll poison the uh, the conversation by saying, on my side of things. He had a couple of bad passes here and there, but otherwise he was not super noticeable, had one really good outside of the box shot. And that's what I want out of the backup defensive midfielder. So I will say job well done, but does anybody else disagree with that? I thought he gave the ball up too much. I thought he was behind the play when, when they had the ball. Um, You know, he did like you pointed out, he did some nice things and I don't remember other than some of his giveaways, like I don't remember him doing anything that was just like a total disaster. Yeah. But it, it wasn't his, it wasn't one of his better games for me. Once you get over the fact that like he's making starter money and not starting, I mean, he's been paid at this point. He's like, yeah. it is what it is. Are there a lot of players that would do better on just a straight 90 minute shift? As a reserve, the answer is 
in this league is probably not. So like once you once you get over the fact that he's grossly overpaid for what he does, he put in a good shift as a reserve. And I agree. Schwai just said in the chat, it was what I was going to say next is that you can't replace what Obi does. Like Obi is Obi for a reason. And the fact that this team went to New York, which has been their house of horrors, they only conceded one goal. They won the game 3-1 to a certain extent. You know, the ball don't lie. And the entire 11, it was an interesting lineup with Kubo being out there, um, Arias on the field as well. So theoretically with Kubo there, I know they had Kubo playing more of a defensive you know, the defensive role that replacing mm-hmm. Wobodo, but you still theoretically have a very attack minded lineup out there with Arias, Barrial, Kubo, um, Baji, and Vasquez and Acosta. That's a lot of people that, you know, have historically shown a nose for goal and a nose for attacking um, on the field at the same time. So maybe it's not surprising we produced three goals with this lineup, but in terms of Kubo's play, he had a, a a very good reserve shift. And if that's what he is going forward, he will be incredibly valuable to this team. Yeah. I like David's point in the chat there. Uh, Kubo's salary looks like we're paying a defensive midfielder, an attacking midfielder, and a striker all $300,000 a year. Uh, it just happens to all be one person. And you know what? Mentally, that's how I'm going to view Kubo's tra- uh, <laughs> salary from now on. I think that is a, uh, I think it's a good mindset to take with that. I, I think Jack's point is right, too. He just put in that they went with the most technical lineup they could field. With the players they have given the small field yeah yeah your point kevin uh, it reminds me of an old joke about the reds bullpen when they were really really bad a few years ago it was like they have two good arms down there and unfortunately they're both in the same guy so. <laughs> love it um nick kelly in the chat and again folks if you raise your hand you can come on we will unmute you and you can ask a question this is a uh in audio format so if all the questions come in written that's fine we will, we will manage but hey Get your voice on here. It'll be fun. Um, but I, I like Nick Kelly's uh, question here. If we talked about Ray getting a yellow, then immediately tucking his shirt back in. I thought that was such a funny moment. That was it was just a I don't know for for the Ray stands out there as a good as a good moment uh, for the the shirt tucking untucking. I don't know. That's all I got on that. One. Is, does Ray become a different person when his shirt untucks? Is it like a dark Brandon thing that if Ray untucks his shirt, you know, shit's about to go down? It's a lead tasso, right? The real, the real Mocha Joe. I become an animal Beast when I untuck my shirt. Or it's like that scene in Over the Top where uh, Stallone turns his hat around backwards. And it's like, oh, it's on now. <laughs> no one else has seen over the top a classic <laughs> film about a father and son bonding at an arm wrestling tournament in las vegas only clips <laughs> film would... room this off season let's do it <laughs> Third on the... we might need film room in the middle of june if the uh if the transfer market doesn't heat up We're, we've got a big old break on this one uh, if you're in the chat back... and you've seen oh, over yeah. the top hit me with a thumbs up it's a great movie i just need to see it. I, need, I need some confirmation that i'm not the only person that's seen this movie he is all alone there we uh, go jeremy jeremy yeah all right i see those thumbs put your ones in the air i like this oh good all right i'm gonna go back to uh to galv here because i really like it that somebody is willing to unmute themselves all right what do you got for us 
uh, this commenter, the the announcer today, struggled with the word uh, narrower a couple times. <laughs> I think she she really stumbled through that, and I, I feel like she was feeding those flames out there of the smaller field that we all uh, assume to be the case uh, when they play at Yankee. Um, I, I think it's part of the camera angle. There's some other things going on, but she certainly didn't do anything to lens uh, distortion. To, yeah, <laughs> lens distortion, right? She didn't do anything to stop those rumors, right? And and those flames were definitely fed by her and her uh, punishment of the word narrower as she struggled through there. Any any additional thoughts there? Or I uh, think that think the league's really got to do something about it here soon. Uh, about her good... pronunciation or about the size of the field? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will say on the size of the field, allegedly, and I would love to be fact-checked here, uh, the newly promoted Luton Town uh, heading to the Premier League uh, this next season apparently has the exact same dimensions as New York City FC. that They play in an, an ancient uh, stadium there, an old field. I don't know if they've been grandfathered in or it's just the uh, the size constraint there and it, I, I believe it's all still technically good by FIFA's standards I, I believe Luton Town and NYCFC will have the same dimensions so. don't they always say uh, Fulham does as well oh probably have we talked because I think talk- it sounds like a this sounds like a disagreement about where you measure right this right. has nothing to do with field dimensions, but like, have we talked about how absurd Luton Town's badge is? <laughs> I just posted it in the chat. It's the dumbest thing I have ever seen. I can't believe this is a Premier League team now. What I love about this is that every single person who like complains about rebrands and crests and whatever else, this is never like their idea of what the perfect crest is that is the perfect soccer crest right there that that is that is like the town coat of arms stripped down to its bare essentials and with a with a sassy little hat on top for no reason <laughs> where and what kind of hat would you put a sassy hat on the fcc badge <laughs> are you putting it on gary do you put it above the crest <laughs> Gary with Jody, a hat. Opie with a hat. Opie needs to rock yeah. that hat, I yeah. think. <laughs> Hide his bald spot with that. Is it a ball cap? Is it just, is it what I'm doing right here? It's just It'd be the, easy uh, to make an oversized version of one of those. You know, it's pretty straightforward. So, so the, the, this summer. The, the funny can, thing about the yeah. NYCFC pitch thing is that, like, if you go online, you can get deep into some pitch truthers where there was like a Reddit thread where somebody had used Google Earth. And had because apparently the Google Earth <laughs> image for a while included the soccer lines on Yankee Stadium and they had measured it out. And they were insisting because you can use like the draw tool on that, the uh, like you can draw distances on Google Earth and they had measured it out and they were insisting and fighting with people that the pitch actually is regulation size. And then it was <laughs> just everybody saying, no, it's not. I have eyes. I can tell you it's not. I need an eight hour loose change style documentary <laughs> about the uh, about the size of NYCFC's pitch. You do that and I will do a like 5,000 mules documentary where I just make shit up and assume that the pitch is only 50 feet by 50 feet. <laughs> Zeitgeist part three is just all about Yankee Stadium and, and the field dimensions there. I will say this though, the, the dimensions being smaller is one thing. I think the thing that always gets overlooked is the awful sod that gets laid down on the dirt in the pitcher's mound that is removed out of there 
that is worse to me than just a smaller field because we we saw it again uh, tonight where guys are nervous about going into challenges on that sod. And when you are defending that goal, I feel like you're at a huge disadvantage. I would love to see the goal breakdown on how many goals are scored at either end of the stadium. I promise you more of them are scored on that first base foul line goal because it is just so much harder to defend. Uh, early in the game, Barial had a uh, a tough moment, bad giveaway at the top of the box. Yep. Immediately went to defend it and just fell on his ass. And I made fair credit to the uh, to the offensive player for for trying to, you know. I love Schwein's Schwe- yeah. suggestion right here. Keep the dirt on it like you're watching an old Oakland Raiders football game. Right. That was the best. That would be so much better. There was a. I uh, broke my nose in high school on a dirt that? on a dirt oh. field. Um, it was it was like the summer. It was super dry and hard, and we were playing on <laughs> a field where like a corner was. Um, was was dirt basically and a guy came in did gave me like a hard tackle i went down hard and slammed my nose straight into the ground and at least it bent like at least it you know went straight back versus at an angle i mean you're not really a cincinnatian until you've played little league on an infield where the it's in the middle of august and it's so hot out that the mud has like got that like cracked porcelain look to it. Yes. Because it's like it rained <laughs> once like a month ago and it's just been baking for the remainder of the time. I I absolutely love that. The um Oh man, I had a uh, I had another thing and it's gone. It is it has left me. Ah, we have a couple uh, a couple other questions we haven't gotten to. Like, oh please. Uh, Roman and his saves. Yes. Uh, what do we uh, think? They were, they were, we were glad he good. made the saves, right? I would prefer oh, saves to letting the ball go in. The saves. Pro yeah. saves. Um, has, uh, is Roman being overlooked on this team, or is he just doing enough? I, I think what, what I keep failing to realize is, especially now that we've had him for two seasons now, and not that FCC has the deepest history, but I believe he's the second most capped FCC player uh, after Mitch Hildebrandt. Please correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But um, he's only 22 years old. He's the second youngest starting keeper in the league after Chris Brady, who is very young as well, at like 19 <laughs> or something like that. Like, like very, very young. I just feel like he's 22. He should have been, I don't know, there should be more attention paid to him. Attention doing- must be paid. Yes, that is the the wages of attention must be paid. He's to second Roman. in clean sheets, and I don't need any other stats. That's good enough. It's the I only mean, stat that matters. Selena <laughs> I mean, got a huge move on worst performances. What am I missing here? Well, I mean, also, it doesn't get talked enough about Roman, and that's that how many times this year has there been a major backline miscommunication? I mean, like we rare last the, the yeah. previous years. You'd have people pointing at one another, not knowing where their responsibilities were. The set piece defending was atrocious. It was guys completely unmarked, guys wide open, people not being closed down. The backline communication, and that starts with Roman, has been phenomenal this year. The set piece defending has been, it hasn't been, you know, I won't say it's been incredible, but it's been way better than we've been used to around with this team since they joined MLS. And a lot of that is Roman. I mean, that's 
there are parts of his game that are still raw. I mean, we've ragged on him for his distribution before, but like he's really good. Yeah. Really good. And uh we got a comment in the chat, and I guess I guess we'll give it up begrudging to Paul Rogers. He's done a very good job. <laughs> it has been has been a uh, a complete change of fortune uh, since he's come in. Can uh, doing very well in the Open Cup, and I assume on FCC too. Um, and yeah, they've uh, they've really turned this around. Uh, absolutely, absolutely loving it. Um, let's see. Quickly looking over this, there's a great moment in the 25th minute. I just want to make sure that this is is highlighted and talked about on here. Dom Baji absolutely destroyed a defender with his ass. And it was just the best moment ever of just winning the ball entirely with his backside. And I loved every second of it. And we don't see feisty Baji all that often. And that was that was brutal. Love that moment. Let's let's also give it up for Dom Baji. Um, yes, mm-hmm. he uh, the goal, the Lucho's goal, which I mean, it's a great can, layoff. You can you can write a poem like an epic poem, like I'm talking like Greek and Roman style, a an epic that tells the tale of what a great goal this was from Miazga with the over the top ball that Barial somehow brings down, gets under control, takes to the end line, cuts back in. Then you've got Baji who does the full like Joey Vado stretch in order to make yes. sure that he gets a foot on the ball, lays it off for Lucho, who then curls a perfect ball into the upper corner for the goal. But it was another game where, is that going to show up in the score sheet? Yes, it will, because it's an assist. But <laughs> it's, it's another thing where even just saying, oh, he had a good assist. No, like, he created that goal because it wasn't a, it was a good ball from Barrial, but there's a lot of those good balls coming back across where they just end up going to no one or they're slightly out of reach for someone. And yeah. he, he got that ball to Lucho and Lucho did his magic. And I thought it was another group for, they've been missing Santos this entire time. We don't know when Santos is coming back, but he has done a remarkable job of making it so that the offense hasn't fallen off a cliff, which it could have given that he is the, was at the start of the season, what he would, you would call him the fourth choice striker. Yes. So, yeah, good on him. Absolutely. Uh, love, love to see that. Love to see uh, Kimi coming back into the game. Uh, I thought this is this is interesting as well. You know, he he leaves for the uh, the U20 World Cup and he is not a starter. He's an open cup rotation guy. He's an FCC two guy. He comes back. And I mean. It's not hard to imagine him starting on Saturday instead of instead of Baji. Like the, he's immediately important to this team, and he has done well, uh, at least at those those youth tournaments. He's I think the leading scorer was was on the pace of being the leading scorer uh, for uh, MLS Next Pro, having an incredible season outside of the first team. Not impossible to see this guy walk right on into the team off of that tournament and into a starting role soon. Um, Speaking of strikers, Mitch, who is, I think, no longer on the chat, had a question. Oh, um, that I think is a good one. It said, do we well, bring in... stay if he doesn't want to, if he wants this question, yeah. so he needs to stick around to listen to it. So do we bring in an older striker from Europe or try uh, yeah. and find a younger striker like we did with Brenner? Um, I think it's possible. 
you see you see both with the if if you expect if you understand like an older striker not necessarily being a big name mm-hmm. like if you get a guy like Rotkov Rotkov on a on a <laughs> U22 contract then maybe you have room to bring in somebody who's like sub DP who's older but I still I, I think probably the most likely answer is they're going to go young again yeah, it makes sense. Olivier Giroud, make it happen. <laughs> Not impossible. Uh, we got Schwai with a, a raised hand. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, so I kind of want to talk about Barial for a second. Um, I think one of the most uh, underrated uh, things that Noonan and Albright have done is really just kind of resurrect his FCC career. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember the stop. I mean, and I, to be fair, a lot of people look bad under Stom, but especially Barrial, I felt really looked kind of out of place playing as a winger. I know that's what he kind of came up up with when we when we signed him, but he's really just come come so far in this wing back role and become one of our most dangerous players. And for me, one of the standout players um, of the year for FCC. So I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on on how he's matured into being honestly one of our our. our best offensive threats but really even held his own on the defensive side um in the in this wing back kind of um formation that we play so just just thoughts on barrial and, and the season he's had love the question and then add uh, in let's add in ken's question if mm, people because it's related yeah where does barrial goal rank in fcc mls what? history it's one of the best, right? Jonah, what do you think? Yeah, I did the rankings not that long ago. Right. I remember thinking, I was like, it's not it's not too hard to, <laughs> without looking, yeah. top 10. <laughs> An unsafe, you know, the goalie like kind of leans the other way. I don't think it mattered. The yeah. goalie could have leaned the right way. It, you know, he hit it as high as he possibly could and it still went in. So, yeah, let's we'll, we'll say top 10 without looking. And then, you know, we'll get a little deeper later. See what the, the funny thing about, the funny thing about like this is that this is not a game that you would think would play to Barrial's strengths because of the shorter, more compact field where his game is really those runs into space, um, opening space up and moving the ball centrally. Whereas this was a game where they seem to want to play a little bit more route one as opposed to down the wings, just because there's not as much space down the wings on this narrower field. When he still had an impact on the game. To me, Barial is, I root, like beyond him being good, I root for him. Just because he was a guy that absolutely wasn't in the plans for Noonan and Albright. And he forced his way in through just sheer good play. And if you watch this team play, everything they do that's good tends to revolve around Barial And tends to revolve around moving the ball up the left side. Um, and playing through that left side, playing through those those games with him, uh, interchanging him with like Lucho, moving him more centrally, moving Lucho out to the left. He's a lot of fun to watch. And the question that's sort of like it's been dwarfed because of the Brenner situation and the impending if he gets his you know goal scoring going Vasquez situation. Yep. But of all the um, of all the players in this team right now, he's kind of on deck when it comes to the next up that you we're going to have to start thinking what the exit strategy is for Barial because I don't know that he won't start getting sniffs from overseas 
as soon as this window. Definitely, if he keeps this pace up, he will definitely get looks in the winter window, and we'll have to make some decisions as to what exactly we're looking for and what his future is and what he wants to do. Yeah, I think Alvaro, he kind of made himself undeniable, right? Like, yeah, we're going to move you back to the left, left back and see how you do there. But then he's quickly become, in not just our eyes, one of the best left left backs or left wing backs in all of all of MLS. Um, I saw he was coming into tonight's game leading FC Cincinnati and expected assists, which is like crazy from that position. And he's pretty high up on the assist leaderboard. And he's the only one who's not like a attacking midfielder. Right. You know, here's the other thing. About um, but he's also okay. he's also somebody who, you know, I I'm going to hate to see him go for sure. Mm-hmm. But he's done so much like hard work as a player with the converting the position, giving, giving it all every game while he's out there. He's great with, you know, interacting with the crowd in TQL stadium. Um, You know, he's a player who, when he does move on, I'm still going to feel invested in his success as a player. Yeah, no, uh, no, no doubt. He's a guy where it's like you root for him and you'll follow his career. And he's, He's an FC Cincinnati guy, regardless of what happens to him going forward from here, which is kind of cool. The tough part about this whole thing is, is that that goal was a banger. I mean, that was just an absolute rocket piss missile. And that is the kind of goal where that highlight gets shown to someone who might not have paid a lot of attention to Barrial. And like, it's weird how even among professionals, like you talk to people who cover this for a living, how one moment can all of a sudden change a perception of a player among scouts, among coaching and yep. technical staffs. Yep. And if you looked at Barrial and you scouted Barrial with FC Cincinnati prior to this year, or even earlier in this year, and you were like, he's a hell of a talent as a, as a, um, as a, in this, this sort of wing back role. That's one thing, but you see him step up and take a free kick like that. And you see that you, he's got that tool in the bag or that earlier goal this year. And then all of a sudden, people that in higher leagues start thinking to themselves, okay, this is a kind of versatile talent that can give you a lot everywhere on the field. And it's like, okay, now let's take a second look at this guy. Because like that's the kind of goal, you know, I, I always default back always to Chelsea because that's what I watch and that's who I support over in Europe. That's the kind of goal William scored all the goddamn time for Chelsea, where... You know, that spot on the field, rocket into the goal. And um, yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of highlight that gets shared around and changes opinions about players. Yeah, I and think also yeah. don't you know, you you mentioned Barrio's strengths and he did get to exhibit that in setting up the first goal. Yeah. You know? Sure did. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing with Barrial now is that he this is going to sound silly, but he's he's going to run the risk of playing so well that FCC is going to get an offer they can't refuse. Like, at what point does some European team panic and offer $10 million for him? 
you have to take that if you're FCC. I, I don't know if you can wait until the offseason. Maybe you beg and beg and beg for a you know purchase with a loan back to the end of the season type thing. But he he runs the risk for from an FCC perspective of playing himself off of this team, which would be disappointing because he is crucial to this team's success. And if this team is going to win silverware, it's going to be because of him and his performances. And it would be a real shame to lose him i would like um, to know if anyone yeah. here maybe ken if that's if ken's iphone is who, th- who i think it is um <laughs> if anyone in here knows if uh if if they do sell barrial in the summer which i think is unlikely just because yeah they're gonna do everything they can to hang on to him and there just hasn't been a lot out there specifically publicly but so they so if they sell him Right, it's going to be the profit because his transfer fee was relatively low, and as a U twenty two who was under two and a half million dollars of a transfer fee, I think they can. Tr- I think they convert something like one point one million dollars of what they get for him into GAM. But I'm wondering if if they sell him in the summer, can they wait till next year to convert that money? Or does it have to be 2023? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer question. to that. But if anyone does, feel free to share. <laughs> even, in a live, even in a live postcast, we're still getting nerdy about MLS salary <laughs> rules, and I fucking love it. I like the idea of being able to convert it into like 2025 gam. So you just like a couple of years from now, you'll just get this big bonus of a million gam to to go play around with. Um, well, we are over the hour mark. I'm going to say we should start wrapping this up. So uh, before we do that, if anybody else has another question or wants to raise their hand to ask a question here, consider this this last call. If you don't want to ask a question, you just want to raise your hand and get your voice recorded on the postcast saying something cool about FC Cincinnati. the, The floor is open on that as well. Absolutely. There we go. That got one out of the woodwork there. Here's my one cool thing. Um, that I just found is with this win tonight, that is the, if you count the New York Red Bulls one, which I do, that's the seventh win in a row, all in one month. Wow. Damn. It's like a, it's like a full year of wins for this team in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so, they've, so then they've gone undefeated in May. What's the record for, for, ML, for like wins by an MLS team in a month? That's, you're pushing the limit of how many, how many uh, games, games you, could you can play. Yeah, right. Like I guess you could have thrown a, a Concacaf Champions League match in there on top of it, but yeah, seven wins in one month, pretty damn good. Uh, also, Sander, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask yeah. you this question from Sander in the chat. Please. Lucho posted a picture of his birthday cake on his Instagram story. At the question, "What flavor is the cake?" There's only one answer. We all know the answer. Let's say it all at the same time. It is not matcha. <laughs> matcha? <laughs> matcha. Apparently, it's a with kids, Argentinian kids. It's a uh, it's a thing where you uh, tug on their earlobe the number of birthdays it is. But I didn't. So that would have been a good birthday celebration, you know? Damn. Somebody tugging on the earlobe. But it also says they uh, are into giving cakes on birthdays. So that's a unique thing. Specific to Argentina. See, you learn all about other cultures when you follow soccer. <laughs> Birthday <laughs> cakes, I think they're called. I know we're about to wrap up. I do uh, want to say this too, please, real quick, yeah. because we've been hard on them in the past. Um, 
you love to see Angulo and Pinto out there seeing off a victory, giving yes. this team good minutes, not conceding, not giving this game New York City life. You know, y- you concede one goal and it's like, oh, they're they're up two. It's not a big, not a big deal. No, that makes the last five minutes or ten minutes of this game nervous and annoying. And when you're up two goals, don't make the game nervous. Don't make the game annoying. See it out. Don't expend more effort than you need to. And it was just good minutes from Angulo, good minutes from Pinto, good minutes from Kimi. Get on the fact that Murphy played very well in this game. And that's a lot of young FC Cincinnati players that gave them very good minutes in a winning effort on the road. And that's just that is another one of those great signs if you're looking for long term about this team staying in the hunt for supporter shield and winning some some silverware. Play the lights. I love it. <laughs> uh, VAR just awarded Leon a penalty Uh-oh. in the second minute of a uh, stoppage time. Is LAFC going to have gone through the month of May and not played an MLS game for two weeks, get knocked out of the Open Cup by LA Galaxy, and take a 2 nothing defeat in CONCACAF Champions League? We'll find out. They have a whole other half. They'll still be number one dun, in the power dun, rankings, though. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I did find a headline oh, from Broadway World. That quick, huh? It's pretty, it's pretty wordy. Man. Internet working quick today. Yeah. Um, the greatest city in the world. There's nothing the FC loves more than going uptown and slumming it with the poor. NYCFC play on a diamond and spend all the game crying and whining. And Luciano, work, work, Alvaro, work, work, and Brandon, the scoring brothers. It's from Broadway World. <laughs> you know, they made a Broadway play about NYCFC's relationship with the New York Yankees. It's called Rent. Hey. There you go. <laughs> Jonah, final thoughts on this game. Also, explain what's happening in your background. <laughs> I was just looking for videos I could put in my background. So I did the, uh, the highlight reel of Lucho, every Lucho penalty. Nice. <laughs> did uh, on the Grayson already didn't take one? <laughs> There's the misses in there. Did Grayson already use uh, Book of More Man, or was that? chief that was as like book, more man book, book more men that also would have yeah, worked okay. tonight too yeah okay yeah. i was like i know, I know somebody's used that uh, oh final thoughts um i the only downside is i wish this was a saturday wednesday it's like it's mm-hmm. still a wednesday but a dub's a dub and also i was looking at our form guide and if you take away that one loss we haven't lost a single game and that's just a fact. <laughs> also in the form guide, it was what seven games ago or so, maybe maybe even eight. Two nothing like, Leon. Hey. Sorry, power rankings looks like we got two locked in. So, <laughs> Nick um, Kelly in the chat. I'm extremely here for the Hamilton FCC crossover. <laughs> fun fun comment tonight in a game where Lucho Acosta threw away his shot. <laughs> <laughs> And Vasquez had to wait for Hamilton, it. Ohio, Wait's... also the birth of hollow, hollow earth theory. Yes. And uh, Lights of Cincinnati. Uh, Scott, oh my God. Walker. He, Scott Walker. Scott Walker, born in Hamilton. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Great place uh, if you're a psychopath. But that St. Louis game just feels like it was from another era. 
another yes. time, another year. It didn't happen. There was a rain delay. So that, what, you know, when that, Many that people game happened, asking, did that game even happen? I'm not convinced it did. And no. people in Hamilton are saying it never happened because <laughs> apparently that's the birthplace of a lot of weird, weird things. And as goes Hamilton, so goes the world. So goes the world. So I'm just proud. I'm proud. Proud of my boys out there. Proud of my birthday it's boy. It's a great thing to say when we play NYCFC. Proud my, I'm a proud boy <laughs> through and through. Don't clip that. We're proud. I'm a proud boy in my heart. Um, I, 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 any claims I made about NYCFC, I, I don't know. Does this cover me? Allegedly. For what I said, so just great. I can't wait to see everyone. I'm sure I'm gonna be in a quite uh, ecstatic mood on Saturday for the home game that I knew was happening this Saturday. Everyone's gonna be <laughs> just raring to go. We'll get a little of the shalalas. We'll score some goals. Let's blow Chicago out, okay? Let's. Uh, and if you haven't yet, go buy your pride pride scarf. Looks there like a dandy go. this year. All well, I guess more people are listening than who are in the chat because this is a podcast too. So. <laughs> yeah, Joni, you want to take bless. an opportunity for, for the live studio audience to plug Ope Fest? Do you guys know the Ope Fest is uh, July fifteenth at Northern Row? We've got tons of sponsored theoretical confirmation pending. <laughs> <laughs> well, assume it's happening until you hear otherwise. That's the way I like to play it. But big things are being talked about. And really, that's as good as them actually happening. We're talking It'll all be about like Jan things. Six. Either we're overthrowing the election or <laughs> we're telling people it's what we're doing. We're showing up anyway. Either way, it'll it's got to be a scene, man. And related to, to Opefest, there was one question we didn't get to. This was from Matt Imholt. It was way earlier when we yes. started. I have a question. What can we do to help get Opie unbanned from TQL Stadium? Streak at the Chicago match with a free Opie shirt on. Jonah, do you encourage or discourage our listenership to streak onto the field with a free is Opie it, shirt? Is it streaking if you have a shirt? Or That's is that something else? Is that Winnie the Pooing? <laughs> Donald Ducking. Donald Ducking, <laughs> Winnie the Pooing. Can he paint free Opie on his chest? He or yes. she? She would definitely get a little more attention. So, you know what? Well, I guess if you're bottomless for, as a guy, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. Too. I'm not sure that would help the cause too much. Bottomless but also, plug for the Barbie yeah. movie. Opie, Opie's an outdoor cat anyways. You know, he was never meant to be indoors, I should say. I think it's but, female. Uh, it's referred to as Daisy Ducking it. Yes. <laughs> Boy, I, uh, Daisy Dukes. I love that. I will say, stay tuned on a free Opie t-shirt. Uh, things are in the works, so don't don't be surprised. No, if the shirt is the shirt is not free. I want to specify that. <laughs> please, please do not steal the free Opie shirts. That does not help Opie. It's a free hat. <laughs> it says free Yayo on the back. We're repurposing old uh, G Unit merchandise. Also for plugging future stuff. Stay tuned for actually some written content coming <laughs> yes, up. Yes, yes. We got our hands on a we got our hands on a very fun, very fun document that's got a lot of that's got a lot of goodies that. And it's not Chat GPT. Yeah, no. as far as I can tell, <laughs> this, is, this is this is not really a joke, but it feels like a joke. <laughs> we'll get some lawyers to review it though. So if you know but anyone, actually, let us know. <laughs> but but actually, I, I uh, yeah, I am very impressed uh, with the piece that uh, we'll be publishing tomorrow. That along with the uh, the Emelos, uh bathroom accommodation uh, story, to me, feel like we got we got you know we we were able to scoop the athletic. These feel like the athletic quality pieces uh, worthy of the New York Times not designation, and um, I'm 
glad I'm glad the post is is publishing them. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, did I get everybody's final thoughts? It was a fun take, game. Take care of yourselves th- and each other. Yes. Thank you. I think this was a success. Uh, if we uh, figure out a way to do this after home games, that'd be cool. Otherwise, Chief, you want to you want to send us out? Fuck Columbus. Oh, thank you to everyone who participated in that. That was a lot of fun. I know we kind of dropped that last second on everybody, but it went well. So keep an eye out on socials. Join the Discord server if you have not already. We will hopefully be doing more and more stuff like this in the future. We might switch it up. I would really like to find a way I can do this with home games, but like where the audio quality isn't terrible because I also want to go to the home games. Here's the problem with doing it for the home games is that that's going to require me to stay sober at a home game. That's a big ask. I spent a lot of time watching bad soccer. I intend to enjoy every minute of these games this year. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I've uh, I've done a couple of uh, inebriated podcasts. And let me tell you, not a single one has made the air because it is just it's bad. It's bad energy. So yeah. no, we want to make sure you're getting a decent product out there. But no, thanks to everybody who came out again. I think that was a lot of fun. Um, we're just going to wrap up quickly here with a preview of the weekend because, my God, FC Cincinnati does not stop playing games. So we won't stop making podcasts, I guess. So this weekend coming up, the Chicago Fire visit TQL Stadium, a place that no team has managed to take a point off of FC Cincinnati. Chicago, I am trying to quickly pull this up as seamlessly as possible here. Currently sitting in 12th place as I record this in the Eastern Conference. Kind of a mixed bag of results. Uh, Chief... We got to be feeling pretty good about this one, huh? Vibes high. And we owe them <laughs> some receipts. That yes. was a game where you look back on it in hindsight based on how the rest of the season has gone. And that's one of those confounding results that we were down 3-0 to that team. And I famously said that this game was over. There's no point in bringing Lucho on. There's always <laughs> a point in bringing Lucho on. There always is. I will never doubt the soccer Yoda again. Um <laughs> Yeah, vibes are high, and this team just feels like they're they're in a mental place and they're playing a style and a, a brand of just football that it's hard to see them losing, which means that when they do lose, it'll be shocking, so no one's going to predict it or anything like that. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. You watch that team tonight. Do you see that team coming home and losing at TQL Stadium? I don't No. I don't. I don't. And it, th- there's supreme confidence from any number of players in the field right now. They're getting great minutes up and down the lineup from a lot of people that we didn't think they'd be getting minutes from in this way. And I don't know when you drew this up at the start of the year, you thought this would be a game where they'd have Brenner and this team would be built around that attacking Brenner Vasquez duo. This team's just been so much more everywhere and at every part of the lineup. So vibes off the chart, absolutely off the chart. And I, I am excited and interested to see what TQL Stadium looks like, just from yeah. a fan point of view, because 
the last match was Columbus. That's different. Um, it just it's it's different energy. But this is a good team now. And every one of these games matters. Every single one of these games matter. And this team has a chance to win every game on the schedule ahead of it. And I hope that I hope that it's supposed to be hot, it's supposed to be nice, it's supposed to be sunny. I hope the crowd matches it because this team is worth investing in at this point. It's worth getting to the stadium early, being loud, and having fun. This is fun. We should all enjoy this. Absolutely. Grayson, I same question to you. <laughs> we we're expecting wins at this point, right? Until until otherwise noted. Yeah. Um you know, I just I would just echo everything Chief said about the team right now. Um you go into every home they could go into a home game against Manchester City and I'm expecting a win. <laughs> you know, like that's just how the vibes are. Yeah. Um so I'm not gonna like belabor that point. Um I will say that, you know, Chicago is a bit banged up. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Mueller is out long term. Uh, Mauricio Pineda went out tonight. They, so Chicago had seven players out um, tonight against Toronto. They played Toronto to a 0-0 tie. Toronto is a terrible team. Um, and looking at the stats, didn't watch the game, was watching our game. But looking at the stats, Toronto Toronto took it to them. Toronto had 58% possession, 19 mm. shots, 7 shots on target. Chicago had 4 shots, 1 shot on target. Um, Chris Brady left the game with a head injury. That's right, bleeding um, from I'm the looking, photo I saw. I'm looking at the post-game quotes from the press conferences and... Uh, Frank Klopas said that uh, Chris Brady, you know, they're not sure if he's going to be available this weekend. He needed to get 14 stitches Jeez. from from the injury. Um, he doesn't think Pineda will be available. Pineda um, has also had a head, head injury problem. Um, so, you know, wow. we're looking at maybe the return of Spencer Ritchie. Um, oh, no. The last, last time, time it yeah. was not good for us. <laughs> no, no, it sure wasn't. Uh, but it was an exciting game. It was, and we put up we put up some goals. And I'll say this about Chicago, um, you know, they're not high up the standings, but they've played a lot of really exciting games this year. Yeah, and so they, so you scary. So they you know they they can play a bit, and um, you know. They took it to us a bit when we played them the first time. Um, I'm not saying that to scare anybody, right? But I am by I'm saying that because I think we are in and I hope I'm not I hope I'm not wrong about this. I think we're in for a fun Saturday night. Yeah. There's no reason to think there isn't. I was just pulling this up because I this is my baseline for this season where uh where, where Jonah came on and we we tried to predict the entire season game by game. This was back in December of last year. So before most of the roster moves were even known, which is sort of like where we were feeling in our guts where this season was going to go. At this point, going into the Chicago Fire game, we were 
insanely optimistic. We were feeling ourselves. We really felt like this this FCC team was going to do well. We thought at this point, FCC would have 25 points. We are 11 points ahead of that absurdly (laughs) optimistic prediction that we had. We had it predicted that we would finish second in the Eastern Conference with 59 points, which is insane. Like That is a huge number, and FCC is eclipsing that. if you're, you're following along here, uh, to get to 36 points uh, compared to what we had predicted, we're running about five or six games ahead of schedule here. So, Jesus, this team's doing pretty good. I so mean, we're far. running, we, we're running ahead of everybody's schedule in well, like yes. the yeah. post shootout era of MLS. <laughs> it's the most yeah. points through 15 games uh, in Ever. the post in the in the yeah. current format of yeah. MLS. That's, so in, that's incredible. If people don't know that, I guess it's, it bears repeating just because of how new a lot of the fans probably are to MLS. There was a point in time for the first three, four, five years of MLS where every single time a, a regular season match ended in a draw, they did NASL-style penalties, which is the the penalty taker got to run up uh, with the ball, and the goalkeeper was allowed to charge at them as well. That style shootout to determine the actual winner of the game. But because of that, uh, those stats from the first couple of years are all skewed because it was impossible to draw games. Um, I don't know if anybody has gone back to try to do a corrected table or corrected records. If you let the draws stay with draws but that is why you'll hear a post shootout era uh so and for the just, record just they context should, they should absolutely bring the running pks back <laughs> for at <laughs> least the mls all-star game or for leagues cup leagues cup Ooh. you don't need extra time in leagues cup games running style pks no draws for the leagues cup and if that we do be- running if we do running style pks lucho takes them all all of them all of them he he goes from being here to way the hell up here in terms of pk quality absolutely loving lucho on penalties at that point um he doesn't want to score goals he wants to nutmeg the keeper every single time and i don't i don't want to get caught up you know the 30 35 points over yeah 36 points over 15 games incredible stat right yes um I want folks to enjoy it, yes. right? Like enjoy, enjoy where we are, where we are. Yes. A lot of the season is left, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Still not halfway through. So, you know, trying to project how they're going to start recalibrating, ex- how they're going to finish recalibrating expectations, all of that. That's, you know. You can do that if you want. I don't I don't think you're going to find joy in it. I just enjoy where we are now, right? Yep. Yes. Just live in the moment of the journey. And not only yeah. that too. It's we talked about this earlier and that's this idea that the most important th- we thought it would be because Brenner was here. And mm-hmm. like you want to maximize your opportunities when you have your best lineup out there on the field. We thought that was because Brenner was going to be here till the summer window. But the point still stands that what they are doing right now is they are banking points. You are banking points, and every win is insurance for later on down the road that your position in the table doesn't get hurt as much with a random draw 
for a random loss. And it's this weird thing. We talked about it last year that that game on decision day was a must result game. They had to get a draw or they had to get a win there. Yeah. But that's only because they didn't win or draw a game earlier in the year. They all count the same. The wins and the losses and the points all count the same. But so, it's also because, you know, also they fought back yep. in other games, right? Yeah. Like they all matter. Making sure they got that draw at home against NYCFC that they should yeah. have won except for the fucking refs. I'm sorry. Right. No. <laughs> and, and then, you know, getting that draw that they also should have won against Inter Miami. <laughs> right. <laughs> except for the fucking refs. The ref. But but Theme. still like but still, like maximizing your points, like it's very yes. possible that those three points that they that that getting the three goals in Chicago, right, and getting that getting that draw, win support. It's still, ve- yeah, it's still very possible that 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 point. Frankly, it's still likely that that point ends up mattering. Yes, but I say this all for this reason too: is that I'm the worst offender on this. I admit that. I hand up on me. That like this team is not going, there's going to be ups and downs to come. Enjoy the ups while we're having them right now. And this is the moment where you ride high, you love it, the vibes are high. And if we lose a match, if we go out this weekend and we lay another egg against Chicago, maybe you just have to say to yourself, we're a bad matchup with this particular team or with this particular manager. And tactically, this is just one Noonan doesn't have, hasn't cracked yet. That's fine. You know why it's fine? Because they went on the road to New York and they won on, they won on the baseball field tonight. It's because they've been winning all these other games, um, these one goal games. They went and they beat Columbus at home and hell is real. You are buying yourself cushions to, to make it less painful later on in the season when things don't go your way, when a bad bounce or a bad officiating decision, then all of a sudden it makes it a lot easier to laugh and hand wave that off because you know what? We won an ass load of games earlier in the year and this game just doesn't matter as much as a result of that. So enjoy this now. And remember this feeling later on in the year when shit doesn't go our way, that this team has the ability to rattle off seven wins in a month if it needs to. That's kind of yes. cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As we stand, uh, I believe the Seattle game is still ongoing. They appear to be tied in that game. Uh, we will finish this evening, this recording evening, seven or eight points ahead of second place. So feeling pretty good about this uh, quickly, gentlemen, and then we will we will call it a wrap. Predict this weekend scoreline. Grayson, what do you got for us? I'm going to go with a three to one victory to the FC. That would be a lovely evening out. Chief, can you do one better? How much? Two, two nil FC. Two nil. Slightly less entertaining, but a better quality win. I'll take it. I will one up you, Grace. I'll say four to one. There is no reason to think that the Chicago team will put up a fight. We're a better team. We're at home. We're as healthy as we possibly can be, given the congestion. I will take this weekend. Good vibes, positive vibes, onward to victory. I think fuck Columbus. Fuck Columbus. Grayson, you want to add something after that? Never. Fuck Columbus. <laughs> <laughs>